What's going on, solopreneurs? Hopefully you're enjoying the episodes, the content, the guests we're having on the show and going out and applying and dominating in the solar industry. Before we jump into today's episode, just have a small favor to ask. Look, guys, if you haven't already, please go out and share this show with anyone in the industry. Leave us a like, leave us a comment on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to these episodes. It's how we get this out to more people. And just so you know, we are not making a dime off this right now. So go out and leave us a review. And the very least, go out and share it with someone. That's what we're trying to do is give back to this industry and all take it to another level in solar. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode with Austin Lacey. Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. Top of the morning, solarpreneurs. If you are listening to this in the morning, maybe it'll be nighttime, maybe it'll be two in the morning when you're listening to this, but we don't care because today we have the chatbot and the lead generation extraordinaire, Austin Lacey. Austin, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you so much for having me. Happy yeah. to be here. We're stoked to have you on, Austin. And uh, we got recommended by another, um, by another person we had on the podcast. His name's Russ Ward. He's doing a ton with real estate legion, solar legion, and he gave Austin two thumbs up and just said he's crushing it uh, generating solar leads, and it's specifically using chatbots, but we're going to get into all of that into today's episode. But first of all, I wanted to ask you, Austin, um, I mean, just checking you out on LinkedIn and everything, I see that you studied jazz guitarettes at university in north texas so my question is how on earth did you get into digital marketing all this solar stuff from yeah. studying jazz guitar and all that yeah that's a great question um so about i guess it was about four or five years ago when i started getting into digital marketing mm-hmm. um you know i just kind of wanted to you know being a <laughs> being a musician can be a little roller coaster as far as income you know yeah so um I, I kind of wanted to take some of that creative energy and put it into some, some weird scientific use on, you know, online. So I, I'd heard about, you know, Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week and then like Russell Brunson and just other people like that. And, you know, took a couple online courses and just kind of got my feet wet and uh, started doing some digital marketing work for just kind of any clients that would, that I could, that I could get. And then, started to kind of more want to narrow my focus on something I, I kind of believed in. And, you know, uh, I was always sort of an environmentalist anyway. So, um, yeah. when solar started becoming popular, I was, I was, and I had met some people that were in the solar business that needed marketing help. You know, I was just like, this, this is a great niche that I could, you know, get my, get behind as far as its mission and its, 
um, you know, its purpose. So yeah. Okay. Ever since. That's awesome. Well, yeah, when I saw that, <clears throat> I was definitely intrigued because um, I was a musician myself and oh, awesome. University of North Texas was actually one of my dream schools because oh, um, awesome. I knew they had some top level music stuff going on there. But uh, yeah. they're one of like the top jazz schools in the country, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you must be world class. We might have to get you a guitar <laughs> solo after this. Play <laughs> some jazz guitar. <laughs> but, yeah. A different episode of just just. Seriously, little little did our listeners know they would get a show on <laughs> a show with the podcast. That's awesome, man. And I don't know about you, but I definitely think having the music background definitely brings some interesting creativity and just kind of hard work because I mean I'm sure you're jamming on guitar probably all day long practicing so in my opinion all this cell stuff and digital marketing is no different you're just practicing it and applying it and and getting better so I'm sure it helped a lot yeah and like specifically for uh, for jazz you know it's very like improvisation based and I think that that kind of exercises your brain in a way that forces you to kind of think outside the box and also yeah. and also have to be pretty adaptive and um you know fast learning yeah not, not to be braggy but just like it kind of makes you have to like think of not not the typical solution to things you know which which can be helpful for digital marketing for sure yeah definitely well that's awesome very cool to hear your background so yeah yeah we'll dive into this austin so um i guess how did you get into the so solar you said it's just kind of something you believed in so just thought it was a good niche and decided to focus all in on that okay and Mm -hmm. then did you originally go straight to like uh and kind of an agency model or did you start working for a solar company first oh um no it was more just uh just an agency model yeah right away like i uh i'm not a solar salesman myself i just have a lot of friends that are so okay cool so tell us, how did you get your agency up and rolling? What were kind of your first, I mean, I'm sure you had some struggles and everything, but what were like your first results? How'd you get your first clients and how'd all that go? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's always hard in the beginning just to get the get the snowball rolling. Yeah. Um, initial struggles were, you know, reaching out to people, them not knowing who I am. They're like... I don't know, like, yeah. why, should, why should we believe you? So, uh, yeah, you know, a couple, a couple good ways that, that helped were, you know, just kind of like a, a free offering kind of a free trial month and then, you know, kind of lowering the risk for them. I think that's a good way for people who are starting out to, to be getting marketing clients. It's like, it's not like you necessarily have to say you'll work for them for free the entire time, but it can help sometimes to, to be like, you know, I'll do, I'll do your marketing for you for a month. And if, if you are happy with the results, we can continue. And then you can pay me after that. And it's sort of like a, you know, almost like a 30 day trial. Okay. And that cool. was, that was, that was kind of like the way that to get over that hump of the, uh, the initial lack of momentum, you know? So. Okay. Awesome. And after that, you know, it's easier to get paying clients cause you have like, you know, testimonials, referrals, stuff like that. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so what we're doing with the solarpreneur movement here, we probably have some kind of people that are thinking of doing agencies and marketing it more like that. I know we have a lot of solar reps on here that are trying to 
generate their own leads and just figure out the whole world of online marketing, just kind of be entrepreneurs, get their own leads, close their own deals, stuff like that. And it's definitely something I'm trying to do, not only sell my own systems, but be able to get my leads and, and basically be my own agency yeah. um, in my company. So what would you say um, to those people? Like, let's dive into your, your process, I guess. What's your main way of getting leads online? Is it Facebook or how else do you generate leads? Yeah, I would say um, Facebook has been the main the main source, um, just because it it just has so many people on it. You know, as far as users, so mm-hmm. the the potential traffic volume is is one of the largest out there. Um, Think about like Google, people, you know, Google Google search or Google ads is only like three percent of people on the internet at any given time are searching on Google. Okay. And, the other ninety-seven percent is not searching for anything. So if you're if you're only doing if you're only doing Google search, they're they have really high intent, right? But you're only capturing a small sliver of the people you could be capturing at, at any given moment. So um, the good thing about something like Facebook is, um, you know, they, there's this distinction they call it between uh, between intent-based marketing mm-hmm. and then, uh, interruptive marketing. Okay. Those are kind of like the two buckets of the styles of, of advertising and Facebook would fall into the interruptive marketing in the sense that you're just coming into their world and kind of reminding them that you exist and, you know, making them a captivating offer to want to take action and learn more. So um, the good thing about Facebook is there's, there's, you know, like 2 billion users every, you know, every day and you're capturing that other 97% that you might not be capturing on Google search. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What have some of your results been, Austin, for companies? I know you've probably gotten a better and better and better as you've worked with a ton of companies now, but if a company starts working with you, what are some of the results that they can expect from that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, uh, in the lead provide like lead industry in general, obviously it's, it's dependent on the company's sales process as far as, you know, how many of them are going to, the connect rate of the leads, um, the, uh, like if the sales, if the salespeople are following up more than once, but she'd be surprised. Uh, yeah. I'm sure everyone on your podcasts are not that way. I'm sure everyone's like pretty sharp, you know, because like they're listening to solopreneur they're they already have their stuff together, but you know, um, you know, we've used like software, like, like lead owl or other softwares like that to, to have some accountability on our end as well to see if they're actually even calling the people and like sometimes you know they they'll they'll be like oh these aren't converting and then we'll like do an audit and you know they're not even calling half of the people like once <laughs> so, oh, go okay so um you know but if they are doing if they are following up you know um yeah like uh basically we've been able to get them as many leads as they want per week and you know they're they're going to sell at least uh you know a couple new systems every week that they weren't selling before and you know, that can, that can mean five, six figures extra per month in revenue for them, which, you know, they're obviously thrilled about because um, one of the tough things about <clears throat> solar is, is just like getting away from their, uns- <clears throat> the, the, the sales team they have, you know, can sometimes be hard to expand because it's not as scalable as just having a supply of leads coming in, you know, so that can be their bottleneck. And um, so 
having that be filled in their pipeline being more consistent like that can can add like five six you know sometimes seven figures if they're a big company yeah uh, additional revenue to their to their bottom line every month so crazy yeah so if, if you're yeah if you're a company owner or individual i mean definitely consider doing something like this because seven figures onto your business per year i know that's gonna blow pretty much any company up with what you're doing yeah. um so for those that want to like start learning this how did you originally like you said you took some online courses stuff like that but yeah how did you figure all this stuff out because i know people and i myself i'm still I guess you could say kind of in the process of figuring it out and optimizing their process. But yeah, what was your thing that you went through to figure all this out? Yeah. Um, I don't really want to necessarily mention the names of the courses cause I don't want to give them like credit or, you know, <laughs> okay. be weird with that. But, um, uh, I would definitely say that just the, the, the actual specific sub niche and subject niche you want to be in, um, Besides the, like, obviously find the best online course for that. Like for, if it's specifically lead gen, what I did was, you know, at, at first I took a consulting course on how to be a consultant. But then I also, after that, I, I found a more specific course that was just for generating leads and maximizing all the different ways of building funnels specifically for lead generation, which I think is an important distinction because sometimes mm -hmm. it can be a little bit of a different customer journey. You know what I mean? Um, so I would definitely recommend, you know, finding the best one you can in that. And it's definitely worth investing because sometimes, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars, you make that back within a month because it's specialized knowledge instead of what you would learn in like a university, you know? Yeah. Where most, most of the time what you're learning entrepreneur wise in college is not going <laughs> to translate world results. But then the other thing was, uh, you know, just, just finding someone who's already doing it and reaching out to them and, you know, trying to get a phone consultation with them, trying to get a coaching call, trying to have them, become a mentor um i was just pretty ruthless and persistent about that you know just annoying people and like being like <laughs> okay. you know offering value to them as much as i can but also just kind of being like please like teach me all your secrets you know yeah so i, I have a, i have a few mentors that are making seven figures and just you know you know they were always like super helpful in kind of accelerating my path so I, I definitely recommend finding someone who's already better than you and just kind of copying everything they do yeah well, you better watch out, man, because you might have some people pestering you after this. <laughs> Want you to coach them. Because, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely true. And for those, yeah, for our solarpreneurs that haven't figured that piece out, that's the fastest way to jump starts. I think what you're trying to do is just finding someone who already has had success and then paying them. And that's the only way I know I would have had zero success trying to figure this out on my own. But I did the same as you're doing. And Right. Probably in a lot more beginning stages compared to a guy like you with your agency watch. But yeah, I've gotten leads. I've closed deals from the leads. So it's definitely been worth it. You pay a couple grand for a course, but I think most solar sales reps should be making at least a grand or two off these leads they close. So sure. should yeah. definitely be worth investing in a course. But no, that's awesome. Um, definitely agree with that. And tell us some of the... Uh, maybe you don't want to share, share everything, but what's some of the software you use for it? Are you using ClickFunnels and then just Facebook ads? What oh, are yeah. the tools that you use? Yep. So um, depending on which kind of funnel we're using, if, if we're talking about like a, like a chatbot funnel or just chatbot in general, uh, my preferred tool is ManyChat. Okay. Just because <clears throat> it's uh, it's very common and popular 
um, and it has a, a big, for, and for that reason, it has a lot of support available, mm-hmm. and, and it's integratable with a lot of things, you know, like like Zapier, um, other integrations. Sometimes um, having, even if it's not the best tool, sometimes it's really convenient if it's just the most common tool, you know? Yeah. Like WordPress might not be the most amazing website builder, but it's available for everything, which makes it, you know, there's a lot of advantages to that. So I've just, I think it's just, but it, but you can just choose any. There's like chat fuel, there's active chat. I've heard good things about that one. Um, my tool happens to be many checks. Just, you know, you, I'd say you just pick one and just kind of like get comfortable with it, master it, because when it comes down to it, it's all really doing the same function, right? Yeah. Or you can obviously have it coded yourself, but um, I don't think anyone on here probably is a programmer <laughs> yeah. and I, I'm not a programmer. So I just, I think you, you know, you can fast track your way to success by just using tools that are already designed to make the process as intuitive as possible, you know, which is why I prefer ManyChat. Yeah. Okay. So as ManyChat, is that the main way you're getting leads? Um, so you're launching these ads and you're pushing them all of them just in your chat bot. Is that kind yeah. of your main process? Yeah, you can do many chat. Um, you can do Facebook paid. So it'd be like f- paid Facebook ads straight to a chat bot. Um, you can also have a chat, the chat bot be in all your organic sources, like um, any, any content sources you have. Like if you have a blog where you're pushing content or if you have a YouTube channel, you can, you can be placing your bot into those organic sources and uh, kind of plugging the holes and capturing some of the, all that traffic that's already following you okay and take you can take them through that journey because uh, one of the advantages of chatbots are they're they're very like personal and conversational and if they feel less stiff but also the, the main benefit is that uh the open rate can be a lot higher than email um, okay so like you know e- um email nothing wrong with email not saying anything bad about email but you know historically email marketing open rates can be on average about you know between like five and thirty percent open rate yeah a lot of the time um chatbots can get easily over 60 percent open rate oh and it's just because mainly you know the 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 person is getting it straight to their mobile device straight to their they're getting it you know because most people have messenger notifications on their phone so they're just they're gonna see it you know whereas email people are getting a little saturated with all the newsletters they're signed up to. So it can kind of get buried sometimes. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then for, um, if for normal funnels as well, um, if, if a client is just looking for like a normal funnel that isn't chatbot related, um, mm-hmm. it'll be, you know, we use, it'll be pointing to like, again, start at a Facebook ad point to a landing page, something like click funnels or unbounce is another good one for lead gen okay. that we use. Um, I use both. And yeah, and then a lot of time we'll also use a survey f- tool like Typeform or something that uh, can easily build um, functional, pretty forms that are that have a good conversion rate. Okay, so that would be kind of like the the uh, the tool stack as far as the software stack. Okay. So what's the advantages? Um, I I personally haven't tried like a chatbot funnel you're talking about and. For those that don't know, I think most people should know, but a chatbot, that's just basically a robot talking to you through mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger. ManyChat is the software you use to set all that up. Right. Um, but Austin, what's your thoughts on, I guess, what's the advantages, disadvantages from just doing like a typical funnel 
So pushing ads to a typical sales funnel to click funnels or something versus pushing ads to a chat bot. Is it just kind of the response rate or I guess what's the difference and why would you use one versus the other? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so typical sales funnel, if you're doing it well, is, is, is still great and it'll always work. Um, the, the advantages that are, the, the pros and cons that are different about um, exploring the use of a chatbot is, like I already said, the open rate. Um, one of the real advantages is that you can have basically as many, the possibilities are endless as far as what journey you're taking them on. So let's say you ask them an initial question in the chatbot, right? Then based on their answers or based on one of multiple answers, you can branch that like decision tree logic out basically infinitely. So, um, okay. You can basically take them in any direction you want as far as like segmenting the exact type of users and, and where you want them to go. So if you're like wanting certain types of leads, um, it's really great to be able to just like ask them very specific questions, branch them off into a different direction, maybe qualify them differently or, or score them differently as a lead. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's one benefit because uh, it's, it's, it's definitely easier to do it that way inside a chatbot. bot. Um, plus okay. you can, plus you can use like multimedia sources that kind of makes it more engaging, like, you know, images, gifs, all these things that kind of make it feel more personal. Um, yeah. And you can do that, that advanced, like, branching and decision tree logic with um, with some survey tools, but it can be a little clunky and not nearly as intuitive. And it's, it's a pretty steep learning curve when you try to do it through like a survey tool, I think. So that's okay. been one of the advantages. And then um, just another, I guess, advantage is like, it just, mm -hmm. it just feels a lot more, less like a, less like a business and more like you're actually talking to person because one of the, one of the things about sales, as I'm sure everyone on this podcast knows, is like, even though you're speaking to the masses, like you want to, you want the, the customer to feel like you're speaking one-on-one -on -one to them and to them alone. Right. Yeah. So special. And so they feel listened to. And so they feel like unique. <clears throat> so that's another advantage of it. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you were to recommend just one way of getting it, would you steer towards using a chat bot? Would you say your results are generally better getting? more leads, higher quality leads, just using chatbots? Yeah, I mean, the quality is really high when they when they go through that. The, the, the other, um, the only other disadvantage I would say is like sometimes it can just be um, every now and then there's there's glitches because it's it's on Facebook's end, you know? Yeah. And even with a tool like ManyChat, they'll just have glitches that they can't control or they say they can't control. And so, mm -hmm kind of be at the mercy of Facebook since it's like through the Facebook um, API mm. and so sometimes there'll be glitches where like even if you set everything up properly um, the the person will maybe get like a duplicate or it won't they won't go through the flow properly that's only a small percentage of the time and yeah. then the other, the other thing is like sometimes if someone's just just has no experience with any online marketing or lead generation um, you know, the, the, the tech side of the, the chatbot might be a little bit more than just a regular funnel because, you know, okay. there's a little more moving pieces. So if yeah. they're if they feel a little overwhelmed, sometimes I would say just start with a really, really basic regular funnel. But if they have, you know, um, I would say the, the, a good thing that chatbots are great for is, uh, sales reps who are even starting out with just 
generating organic leads, you know, through things like Facebook, YouTube traffic that are, like I said, their blog or their YouTube site, or even just like Facebook groups. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to have a website. And that's a huge, huge, huge plus for some people because, you know, people can be very intimidated by like having to create their own website. Yeah. And then build all this out. So you don't have to have a website, which is awesome. Uh, and you can, it's great for like sales reps who are just looking to generate maybe, you know, between 10 to 50 new leads a week and yeah. just, just point them straight from wherever they're finding them to like their Facebook page and into the bot and then they capture them as a lead. So it's, it's pretty great for that. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely super interesting thing. How, how long has it been since you, I assume you started doing just typical funnels first. How long ago, I guess, did you get into the chat bot side of things and, um, kind of start experimenting with that? Yeah, not too long ago, about probably, I would say. So you, you cut out for a sec. Did you say 20? Oh. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, not too long. It's only been about a year since about I started diving okay. into yeah, chatbots. Okay, I see. So yeah, uh, walk us kind of through the process. I know you've done this for a bunch of companies, I'm sure, but what's kind of the general process? Um, if you have an ad, and are you testing like a whole bunch of different headlines, or what's some typical headlines you use to just kind of attract them, maybe even into talking to the chatbot first? And then, yeah, where does it go from there generally? I guess, what does the bot say to them? Yeah, definitely. So um, as far as like on the ads side of things, mm -hmm. uh, definitely, definitely test a bunch of different variations, like you said. Okay. That's, that's like a, a great philosophy to have. Is like your jazz, jazz improv, testing <laughs> yeah. the riffs and all that. <laughs> yeah. okay. always, be, always be testing. Yeah. Uh, kind of like always be closing, you know, always be testing. Yeah, uh, okay. So generally we'll try to take like five different conceptual angles. And by that, I mean like, like the ad might be, you know, one ad might be geared towards environmental savings. Okay. One ad might be sort of more like, I don't know, fear-based, like, you know, uh, uh, respiratory disease um, caused by coal pollution, you know, a little more on the negative side. And then yeah. one might be really happy and positive, like uh, this family, you know, went green uh, and eliminated their electric bill, right? Yeah. So I'm just kind of giving examples off the top of my head, but just conceptual angles that that the uh, the idea of sort of the, the benefit and what the ad is about, we'll pick like, you know, three to five different conceptual angles like that to, yeah. to sort of give the structure of what the ad copy is going to be about mm -hmm. and they'll pick within those different angles. We'll pick a couple different headlines variations as well within that. And also um, like three to five different images for this. So you, you'll have the exact same ad copy mm -hmm. and headline mm -hmm. and you, you want to pick like, you want to do three different pictures because, and this is huge on Facebook. Um, the image is like 80% of responsible for, the, the success of an ad right wow okay so the 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 hierarchy of the importance of how much it affects conversions is like 80 percent is the picture okay and next is the headline okay. and then and then last is like the actual copy so you would think that people are mostly reading the uh you know the post but 
uh, and they are, it is important, but it's, it's, it's not the most important thing. The, the other two things are going to, cause you know, people are, people are, tend to be skimming, right? Yeah. Especially because especially they're scrolling through the newsfeed. So the picture has to be something that captures their attention enough to stop scrolling. Um, the headline has to be something enough, captivating enough to make them possibly want to click, you know? Yeah. And so then once they've stopped, then they'll read the post, right? So you kind of want to like wrap your head around like the actual user process and how they're experiencing the ad, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, did you say three to five different pictures for each headline you come up with? Should have three to five pictures go with it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And if you have like a really small budget, you know, you don't have to, sometimes that can end up being like a lot of different ad variations, but yeah. if you just pick one or the other, I would say if you just did picture variations and nothing else, that's okay. like, that's a pretty good, like 80, 20 use of your, of your resources as far as like you know you're gonna get you're gonna definitely get a difference in impact just from that just from the you know doing three to five image variations yeah you can, you can do that within the same ad set you'll just have like three to five different ads inside that ad set that have different pictures and everything else is the same right okay yeah That's how i would recommend doing that yeah and where do you get your uh images are they just like stock images or where do you where do you usually get your images yeah. So, um, as far as like creative goes, um, I would definitely say try to avoid stock images whenever possible. Okay. Uh, just because on Facebook, um, anything that seems like really polished and corporate tends yeah. to not do as well because people don't want to be on Facebook to see that stuff, you know? Yeah. The, I guess the recommendation I would give is like, try to make it look as much like, like, uh, just an organic post as possible like something someone would post anyway right yeah so like you know a great one is obviously like if your if your client has any or if the if the client or the company has any customer pictures mm -hmm. of them holding an electric that's been you know eliminated by solar or them standing in front of their house with solar panels or even just as silly as it sounds sometimes the, the picture doesn't even have, have to have anything to do with what the ad is about like it can just be like two people like laughing and people will still, <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like as long as it, as long as it, as long as it looks awesome. like, as long as it looks native and looks like somebody took it for social media. Yeah. Like for the purpose of just being social that can convert as well. You know, sometimes it's just like a guy with a baby <laughs> girl with her baby can, can out convert a picture of a house with solar panels on it. <laughs> <You know what>? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, I, you just kind of have to like get creative and experiment. But the one, the one concept that that's like a, a pattern throughout is try to make it seem native to the platform. And by that, I mean like something that people would be naturally posting on Facebook, like social pictures of people. The algorithm likes people. The algorithm likes animals. Um, the algorithm likes the outdoors. There's all these like weird things about it. So, um, you know, I've seen a lot of ads that are like really polished looking like they would be on TV but, yeah and that can work on TV but like it's just it doesn't work as well on Facebook because people want like authenticity and realness on Facebook and it's almost sometimes like the worse it looks like the, <laughs> mo the lower production quality it, the better it performs just because they're like oh it's like a real person yeah I, I trust them right it's like the whole trust thing <laughs> yeah that's uh, awesome yeah I've seen some pretty crazy ads and I'm yeah. sure you've probably been surprised by what works on Facebook. It's like yeah. crazy seasonal ads. Yeah, definitely. Another great thing that works too is um, video. Like you can just take selfie video from your phone 
um, talking about the benefits of the product, talking about the benefits of uh, a solar array on someone's house. But also like what, what performs really well is if you can get, if, if you can get customer testimonials in video form, okay. you, you can do, and this is a pretty cool trick. You can, you can do a slot, like a carousel of, of customers. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Okay. And it's like four different videos of like happy customers talking about your company or, you know, your experience all in the same ad and like the, the user can scroll through and see these little like you know 20 to 30 second videos each and that's just like a whole lot of social proof and that can perform really well too so that's like a that's a smart use of taking advantage of like video and the different possibilities on facebook ads yeah kind of like experimenting with that you know okay so have you kind of built up just a library of different images and stuff you use now or every company you work with you're you're just kind of using their images and stuff yeah, sometimes it'll be like the, if we're working directly with a client, we'll try to get as many of their own images as possible. Okay. Or, sometimes, or sometimes it'll just be a, um, a client where we're using our own lead generation solar brand um, that's kind of not branded to their company. And okay. we'll use our own images that we've kind of compiled over the times. You can, uh, you can I mean, you can get your friends <laughs> to pose in videos. Yeah. People you know that maybe your neighbors have solar, you can take pictures of them. You know, you, you kind of just get creative with like how you find the, the pictures. You can definitely find um, like some some pictures online on 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 photo sites like uh, Shutterstock or things like that. Obviously, try to if they could, if the less the less stock they look, the better. Um, you can also hire people on like Fiverr to just you know take pictures on like selfie pictures if you, if you don't if you don't feel comfortable having like your friends. Yeah. So you know, there's there's different ways to go about it, but uh, I would just say like, yeah, just build up a, a, a stockpile of things that feel natural and, and real. And obviously anything related to uh, solar is great, but you can, I mean, it's, you can even have just someone like what we've seen perform well is like someone just holding a piece of paper and like the piece of paper isn't even like a solar bill. It's not even electric. <laughs> okay. And it still like performs really well sometimes like, but then we, we will have like, like we'll have like a, a screenshot of a bill that's like, you know, $3 for that month. And it's like a crazy low bill. And it's like such a clear benefit of like how awesome solar is. And it, yeah. it's solar. And then it tanks, you know, like, yeah, it like doesn't perform at all. Cause people, it's just like too much text and people like, even if we circle it and like point an arrow with like, you know, neon <laughs> colors and like, just look how cheap it is. Yeah. Like in, in Facebook, if it has too much text in it, it might not even approve the ad. So there's like, all these kind of counterintuitive things that you think one thing will work, but you don't really know until you test it. You know what I mean? So yeah, don't be afraid to test weird, weird things that seem like they, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guys, don't get held up on this. This part of the struggles I've had is stuff you just said is like feeling, oh, well, this ad's not performing. I don't want to take the time to go out and take another picture or like figure out what to do next. So I'm sure there's other people like me out in the world. So to those people, I would definitely recommend maybe Fiverr or just like if it's a point of procrastination, just go pay someone to take some <laughs> some different photos for you or something. Exactly. Because I think people oh. probably get held up on that and just yeah. like, you know, quit quit running their ads because they're out of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Go look at what other people are doing. And then, yeah, if anything, I think a good suggestion is 
build up well that's what russell brunson is all about right just build up your library of what other people are using see what yeah. else is converting and then if anything you can just screenshot those same ads send it straight to someone on fiverr and say hey can you recreate recreate an image um of something similar to this that you can yeah. use as your ad exactly I don't know if that's a suggestion but yeah go ahead and people on this podcast um are probably mostly sales reps and and like you guys have great um opportunities to every time you're every time you do a new install or you've closed a new sale or even just like you're on a property like examining the property to, to potentially sell them solar you know you could be capturing pictures on your phone of these people and like if they're nice you know they'll let you take a picture with them so i would just do everything you can to start like you know it's kind of like gary vaynerchuk says it's like document don't create you know wherever yeah. you are you can be capturing content because like i said it for 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 uh, social media marketing, it does not have to look high produ high production quality and polished. And so you can just be getting pictures, like you can be getting several pictures a day while you're just at work anyway, you know? Yeah. So I would just try to try to like, almost like switch your mindset to always kind of be looking for photo ops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Marketing immensely. Yeah, and I think that's something a lot of reps overlook is, I know some people do like the pictures after to with their customers to have them share it on Facebook, but how about taking it to another level and using those pictures as actual ads or like you yeah. said, testimonials with all the psycho customers you had. So then you're not only getting referrals from it, but then you're keeping your pipeline full with new leads. So I think that's, I think that's a money tip right there. Gold yeah, nugget. Exactly. You'll see all these great customer testimonial pictures on the website deeply embedded in like these other not even the home page like these other pages and it's like most people won't ever even find those like yeah you know they're too deeply buried like slap that on the ad like just put yes. put your put your strong foot forward you know people just want to see other people's experiences and like it just like accelerates trust so much seriously yeah i think that's a money tip right there so austin we're running short on time here but um as far as like once people get in the chat bot but what is it that you're typically like having the the chatbot say to them? Is it just basic stuff like what's your electric bill or they click on the ad, then what happens next? Typically? Yeah. So, um, so they usually, it depends on how lengthy you want it and how qualified you want it. But okay. like the, the most, let's just say like, for example, the most qualified lengthier version, mm -hmm. you'll ask them like nine or 10 different questions. And so by the time they're through that, they're pretty interested, you know? So yeah. it'd be like, It'd be like, you know, who's your, uh, are you a homeowner? And then, you know, you can, if they say no, you can actually just like branch them into a different area and just kind of be like, oh, this might not be the best option for you, but we recommend these, you know, we recommend these other things like maybe community solar or blah, blah, blah. You can kind of yeah. disqualify them. But as far as the regular flow, it'd be like, are you a homeowner? Um, what's your average electric bill? What's your reason for wanting to go solar? Which you don't really need, but it's just kind of like, helps and it can be conversational yeah. uh, utility company and we'll personalize that obviously uh, we'll ask them their zip code and you can do a thing where it, 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 after that it's like congrats your zip code is approved like you're in one of the approved zip codes just for extra qualification okay and then um, it'll be like phone number name address um, optional if they want to upload a their electric bill straight through the chatbot and then that's generally like where they would, you know, 
all the main things and then plus the electric bill um homeowner just basically everything you would need um okay average credit score you know above or below blah 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 if the client wants that and yeah. then the, then they would be a they would be a completed lead at that point and then their a rep can jump in and start having a real conversation so it seems kind of seamless you know okay but at that point they're pretty they're pretty qualified yeah so at the end of it um it's just saying something like thank you we'll contact you soon or do okay you don't do like a scheduling link or anything you just kind of do a thank you message um yeah we've we've kind of tried both you can you can definitely put a scheduling link in there um I wouldn't make it like dependent on them completing it, but you can put it like after kind of as like, if they want to do it, it's, yeah. it's great. You're just, you're just capturing some of those people that are really hot. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, but yeah, they can also be subscribed to it. They're, they're usually also naturally subscribed to an email follow-up sequence as well. Okay. Not email follow-up sequence. Uh, you can do that as well, but um, a, a, a follow-up sequence on the chat bot. So even oh, if they, wow even when they start the bot, even if they don't finish it, they're subscribed to a sequence for a follow-up. So that can awesome. increase conversions as well. Um, but yeah, um, kind of we've found that like a lot of people need to talk to someone before they schedule an appointment. So yeah. like a human, they need to talk to them on the phone. So um, we don't worry so much about putting the schedule link in there, but it, like I said, it, it can it can help capture some of that low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a... I don't know if you know Steve Larson, but he's Russell Brunson's right-hand man. We had him on the podcast a week or two ago, and what he suggested I thought was interesting is just putting, like, not not even a scheduling link, but just saying, you are, we'll put you in the queue to talk to. We're super busy. We'll reach out soon, but if you want to be contacted sooner, here's the number you can reach out to, and then right. just including, like, a number on there. Yep. So, I don't know if we'll have anything like that, but. Yeah, we'll have like the in the main menu kind of like that's kind of always there. It'll be like call now or call us, you know. Yeah. At any point, they if they if they would rather talk to a human, they can they can have that option, you know. So that's that's kind yeah. of reach customer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they don't they technically become a lead when they press on when they click on the the messenger button because you instantly get their email right when they click on that. Um, yeah, you still have to, you still have to ask for it, uh, but, okay. but it'll auto populate when they answer. So like, uh, okay. So like if they just subscribe, you won't necessarily like just see their email, but it's, uh, okay. there, it's there for you as long as they kind of like opt in. Right. Yeah. But, um, they're automatically subscribed to the bot so that like you can, you can constantly reach back out to them. So they're, they're already subscribed to the bot and you have their email, like, if you ask for their email, it'll be like, is this your, can you confirm your email? And it'll just auto populate. Like they don't have to type it in, which is like super seamless and frictionless for them. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. And what's your typical uh, ad spend for these Austin? I know it probably depends a lot on the markets and everything, but what's like the minimum ad spends you suggest? And I guess if you want to get killer results, what do, what's the maximum ad spends and all that and optimizing it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, maximum ad spend doesn't exist, right? <laughs> yeah, because you spend unlimited, but <laughs> yeah. uh, Zuckerberg sure. would want you to do that, right? Yeah, I'm sure, you'd be very happy about that. But, <laughs> but uh, minimum, I would say like 
you would want to set aside like if someone's first starting out running paid ads um just kind of dipping your toe in the pool it would be it, you'd want to have at least like 500 for the month to test with um okay. it, it, isn't, it isn't always going to necessarily cost that much per month but okay. kind of when you're first testing you know you have to kind of go through a few fails to find a win okay that that was kind of part of the whole thing we were talking about before about like testing several image variations testing several headline variations of what people are responding to right yeah so, you know um obviously obviously if you have a thousand that's great but some, sometimes people don't have that if they're just starting out so you can definitely do some damage with like 500 dollars a month and be able to have enough like variations that you're testing to to find winners and kind of like start optimizing things yeah okay so i would say like but under that it's kind of hard to like have any wiggle room to to test anything you know because if it's if it's less than that per month you're almost like i only have enough budget for like this one ad set or this one ad and i just have to keep running this ad you know because um but yeah yeah okay and then how long before when would you say that the ads kind of get exhausted you need to like uh run new ads so just does that kind of depend on the market too but oh, yes yeah, it's a good question um, or that fatigue, I guess. I would, yeah, yeah that will be mostly dependent on how big the audience is. So, like, if, okay. you're, if you're only targeting like one very small zip code, for example, mm -hmm. uh, it might have, let's say, ten thousand to be to be generous. Mm -hmm. I have ten thousand people, and not all of them are going to be homeowners, right? And not mm -hmm. all of them are going to be like over the age of 25 and probably good candidates for like financing, you know? Yeah. So of that 10,000, you might only have like 6,000 people be like possible prospects. Yeah. And uh, generally you want to have like $10 per day for, uh, per, per 10,000 people. Right. Okay. So like you, if you, if you only have 10,000 people or less, you don't, if you're spending more than like $10 a day, it's just going to start burning out a lot quicker. And that's, that's when you start getting like the, the ad going down in results, because what happens is like, it keeps showing the ad to the same people and they get fatigued with it and they get, it kind of gets burnt out. So if you have a really, really tiny audience, it's, mm -hmm. you have to keep refreshing and making and like recreating the same ads all the time. And okay. so it's, you don't want to be doing, you can, you can do that. It's just kind of tedious. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't want to be doing that, I'd recommend just kind of finding like as many people, like try to find ways of expanding the size of the audience. Like the more zip codes you can target, the better, and just kind of put them all into the same ad set, you know, because then you have like maybe a hundred thousand people you're, you're able to target. And then if you have like several interests, you have found work, you know, like they're interested in organic food or they're interested in like farmer's market, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm just you can consolidate those into the same ad set and then okay. you have twice as many people right so it's like creative ways to kind of consolidate to make the audience big enough to where you can raise the budget and it's not going to burn out so quick because then that way you can be having the same ad for like weeks or months even at times yeah. before it yeah. burns up but if it's yeah. too small it might burn out in literally like two days and you're like what happened <laughs> yeah okay. that happened for sure that's really frustrating so yeah i bet okay well, well, man, you've dropped some uh, serious knowledge on us, some value bombs. So thanks for dropping this all. I don't know some people are probably uh, 
probably so overwhelmed with this because you yeah, did sorry if it got too technical i was just trying to keep it like high level but yeah no i think we think we did some good stuff but definitely covered a lot of ground here and a lot to think about and i hope people are taking notes on this because i took three pages and i'm gonna have to go through everything to, <laughs> to take advantage of it here yeah i love what you guys are doing at the solopreneur um company in general like i, I love the concept of like you know taking the sales process and taking it out of like having to be there physically like you guys are more all about like doing phone sales appointments and like or you know video chat like we're doing right now like you know like you can be in the, the homeowner's home doing an appointment without having to be there and driving around for four hours a day you know so i just yeah i love that you're just thinking outside the box you know when it comes to that yeah and that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to help people expand because i know i i mean i've been knocking on doors for three years now and I think knocking on doors, I think it'll always be a great way of generating leads and everything, but why not also move online and get leads online, know how to follow up, know how to close people online, know how to maximize your referrals. So yeah, that's what we're, what we're trying to create here. Just solopreneurs that know all the aspects of it. Yeah. Totally. Dominate on all fronts. So yeah, but guys like you are definitely uh, helping us create that. And so that's the last thing we want to ask you, Austin, is where, you know, some people are are a little bit overwhelmed probably and definitely want to learn more. So where can people find more about you and maybe potentially learn from you or work with you? Yeah. So um my website they they can uh you can book a book a free call just to discuss like what you know where you're at, what you're looking for, um at austinlaceyconsulting.com. Okay. We'll link to that. And then um there's also um, there's a there's a chat there's kind of a, a helpful chatbot course I created as well and the link to that would be at um, like bit.ly slash solar quiz bot that's like a shorter version of the link I thought that might be easier okay um, awesome but yeah any, any anywhere on my website you can book a column uh, get on my calendar and you know I'll try to help you as much as possible and like diagnose where you're at what, what's appropriate like what you might need um, and just even just help you as much as possible on the free call like you know in any way that I can awesome yeah, appreciate it. You're adding a ton of value and I think you can definitely help people a lot with what you're doing. Um, I noticed on your LinkedIn, you mentioned that you are kind of moving from doing just the marketing for companies into giving, just giving them the systems and everything. Is that something you're transitioning into more is just charging them like a one-time fee, having all the systems set up and then teaching them? Or are you still doing a lot of like the, um, I guess, retainer model where you're covering everything for him oh um that might be from a couple months ago we're actually sort of transitioning into more of a cost per lead model for okay if we're selling leads to companies um so so generally like what we're doing is like the course of teaching how to, people how to like sales reps how to use chatbots for themselves uh-huh and then for for just an actual regular legion our, our, our legion side of things yeah uh, we're, we're kind of moving away from the retainer model and just selling per lead okay so, i see yeah. okay and or you work legion company model yeah the retainer. Mm-hmm. okay and then for those that are interested do you do like one-on-one one-on-one coaching or just teach, teach sales reps to do this or is it just mostly companies you work with or both um, for the lead gen side of things, like for selling cost per lead, generally mm-hmm. we, don't, we only do that with companies just because uh, we're trying to do it with people who can do enough volume. Yeah. But 
but as far as like um, one-on-one coaching, I'll do that with anyone. Like we'll, I'll teach, I'll teach even if it's just like some, some sales rep that just started. Um, I'm happy to do like a, a one-on-one coaching call with them to kind of show them how to do it themselves. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll definitely linked all that. And uh, yeah, awesome. You dropped some serious knowledge. So thanks for being on the show and uh, any yeah. final words of wisdom. Yeah. Any final words of wisdom you want to give to our solar printers here? Never give up. <laughs> okay. Scale and scalability is, is king. So if, if you can listen to Taylor and James and like find different ways to like scale, like, you know, doing phone sales, doing zoom sales, you know, save, like scaling your time, um, doing lead gen to like save time for having to, you know, like well, diversifying your streams of income and the, the pipeline. Um, just scale is, is king. Awesome. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Love it. Well, cool. Thanks again for being on the show, Austin. And I'm sure people will reach out, but, uh, thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon, my man. All right. Thanks Taylor. Okay. Appreciate it. Boom. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode, Solarpreneurs. We were uh, happy to have Austin Lacey on the show. And now it's time to go out and use chatbots in your solar business wherever you are. Next week, we have someone that I saw at Door to Door Con about three, four months ago. His name is Leo Sageman. He is the VP for Legacy Solar on the East Coast, overall, the reps on the East Coast. And he's going to go through his story coming from Brazil into the U.S. to total domination in this industry. So you will not want to miss next week's episode. Tune in on Friday. And once again, let us know if you have any suggestions for improvement or future guests or what topics or anything you like. Peace. Wow, what another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.